Hey, what up, everybody? Hey, what up, Cynthia? What's going on? Welcome to a new episode of Cookies and Beer. Hola, hola, hola. What's going on? Uh, I'm going to make me a little Jack and Coke right now. Okay. And then I have a beer that I'm going to try for the first time. Um, but I want a Jack and Coke first. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and pour. What's your guys' rule on pouring cocktails? Does everybody else go 50-50? I feel like 50-50 is kind of like the bare minimum. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an alcoholic. I feel like you got to go 50-50 on cocktails, especially if it's a Jack and Coke. Jack and Diet Coke today, though, because I'm trying to watch my figure, you know? What the fuck's going on? Ooh, I don't have anything to stir it with. I think I had this problem last time. I think I used a pin, but I don't see the pin this time around. I'll use my glasses. I'm wearing my glasses today because I'm fucking blind. Ooh, I spilt that. We've ruined the whole operation. Now what do I do? I don't have a napkin. I guess I lick it. That's what he said. Glasses back on. I can see what's going on. How was everybody's Labor Day? Was that last week or the week before? That was two weeks ago. What am I doing? You're a mess. What's everybody been up to? Huh? You guys getting out, fucking, it's not super hot now. The time's about to change. We got to deal with that bullshit. Halloween's coming up. Next thing you know, it's going to be fucking. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, 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 beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rat, you beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. It's going to be Thanksgiving very soon, which is my favorite holiday behind uh, Halloweener. Halloweener is my favorite. Because um, it's my birthday. And because people are like, it's it's okay to do weird shit. It's more acceptable. So you can dress up like a fucking asshole or whatever. You can eat a bunch of candy. You can just go buy a bunch of candy. And then when like people aren't going to second guess that you're buying a bunch of candy. The whole thing might be for you. But that's they're, they're thinking that you're going to pass this shit out. You just go buy like 50 bags of candy. Just stock up on fucking Snickers for the rest of the year. Snickers might be one of my favorite candies. Take 5 is up there. I don't know if you've ever had a Take 5. Those fuck pretty hard. Um, the Snickers are pretty legit. Big fan of Snickers. Uh, Reese's, anything, pretty much anything with peanut butter. Peanut butter or peanuts or any variation of that. Um, I'm going to fuck with. I'm just a big fan of it. Dude, I think Take 5, I think I've talked about this. I think Take 5 might actually be my favorite. If you've never had a Take 5, or you have no idea what it is, get your fucking life together and go out to the nearest Ralph's, Safeway, Vons, H-E-B, fucking wherever. Smart and Final. And get yourself a Take 5. It's glorious. Um, unless you're allergic to fucking, you know, fun. If you're allergic to fun, then don't get involved. Dude, that must, how many people are allergic to chocolate? It's got to be a good amount, right? 
Let's cheers real quick, and then we'll fucking get involved. Ooh, Jack and Coke might be might be the best cocktail in the world. How many people are allergic to choco chalk? Oh, lot. I spelled chocolate wrong, even sounding it out. Although population studies cite a prevalence of self-reported chocolate slash cocoa allergy of zero point five percent to seven per, to point seven percent. That's inaccurate. So why even say that? Just fucking tell me how how it is. Oh, you're going to make me read a whole thing. People over the age of seven. People over the age of this. How many people? Just tell me. I feel like every time I look into something, they want me to fucking read like a full like Harvard like business fucking paper. Harvard business. A whole full like... Oh, because sometimes they call... Um like sensitivity to lactose as allergic technically so that's why it skews the number so i guess technically i'm allergic to, to chocolate because every time i have milk i have diarrhea and i don't know what that's about it used to not be a thing but that's just my life now some people can't have peanuts they have it worse than i do if i couldn't have peanuts i'd probably jump off of a bridge i would probably i would probably I mean, I guess you have to deal with it. There's people that are like, you can't have milk. If I couldn't have milk, I would jump off of a bridge. Here I am. I can't imagine that many people, when they eat the amount of... If you want to continue, please subscribe. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking close the Chrome tab because you're not going to get any of my money. We didn't really solve anything there, did we? But you know what? We had fun. We talked about diarrhea. We talked about milk. <laughs> it was great. Um, I don't really have much. Not a lot of shit's really been going on lately, to be honest. I've been hiking more, which I hiked a little bit when I was in California. But um, I didn't really, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. But I have a buddy here that's really into it. And he's like, let's go every weekend, this, that, and the other. So I went out and I got some boots. And socks and the backpack and water shit and the whole fucking thing because we're going out to a trip out in Denver here in the next few weeks and apparently it's like a fucking four and a half five hour thing <laughs> like it's a full it's like a full day's worth of hiking so I was like I gotta get you know I gotta get going and so I was like I don't want to I know that I'm gonna be sore and I'm probably gonna get blisters early on, right, because they're new boots, I don't really hike, so I don't want to, like, have bloody feet when I'm, you know, 8,000 feet in the air, or whatever the fuck it is, so I went out and fucking got some boots, I went on a couple hikes uh, out here, and uh, I've been peeling skin off of my feet for, well, since the last week, about, I went on Saturday, I'm recording this Friday, this one's a live one. I was late to the party, but we're still going to get it under the wire, through the wire, Kanye West. <laughs> we're still going to get it under the wire, and it's going to be ready and uh, out here on Friday. But 
For the last week, I've been peeling off skin, lots of skin, uh, too much uh, skin, I think. I think I've been peeling off too much skin, too many layers, um, cutting and peeling skin off the bottoms of my feet. Um, I can't walk. I can't walk. I've been, uh, it's, it's extremely painful, <laughs> but we're good to go. I'm not hobbling around anymore like, you know, Kaiser Soze <laughs> from the usual suspects. I'm, you know, I'm back up and going. I could even put my fucking socks on. Couldn't put socks on for, I don't know, four days because it was just raw skin that looked like if you just touched it, it would just bleed. Like it was red. It looked like the inside of a fish. Like it was pretty intense. But I'm good. I'm back. I'm back to pretty much normal. I think one of my toenails might fall off, uh, which tells you how much how active I was back in the day. Uh, apparently, this is my, uh, the uh, j- the world saying that I need to fucking get outside more and go enjoy enjoy the landscape, as the kids would say. Which I agree, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, fucking Mother Earth, dude." <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be that guy. But I will say there is something pretty cool about being away from people. Like I know that sounds, I know that sounds like I, I want to be isolated, but it kind of it's nice. It's nice to just be like, oh, a bear could just come up to me right now and just murder my asshole, and there's not a fucking thing that I could do about it. Like I'm, I'm not carrying guns. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not that. It's not that crazy yet. Okay, if I'm out there in fucking, you know, big sky Montana, and I'm, you know, hiking 50 miles, yeah, I'm bringing a gun, but for what I'm doing, it's, you know, chill, there's kids on the trail, so I think that tells you, I think that tells you my, um, my, uh, my, my hiking level, so we've been, uh, we've been hiking, everything's been fun, it's been, it, it is, it is, it is nice to get to a place a parking lot, you park your car, you get ready, you get going on the trail, and then like 30 minutes in or less, you're just, you don't hear, you don't hear the noises that you're normally hearing, right? Because like when you're, when you go to like Walmart or whatever, right, and you get out of the car, there's noises that you hear. You hear people talking, you hear cars driving by, you hear horns, maybe you hear a siren, Maybe you hear gunshots. I don't know. I don't know where you live. But the point I'm making is that when you go out into the fucking wilderness and you're just on a trail, you don't really hear anything, which there's a, there's a paranoia that comes with that, <laughs> especially if you're sparking up a joint, you know, 300 feet in. But it humbles you because if a hawk wanted to just kill me, right? There's really not much I can do. Like, I can try to fight against it, but let's say I get one good punch in on a hawk. It's just going to fly up, and then it's going to come back. And it's just going to, it's just going to, like, I'm going to lose that fight pretty much every time, unless I can seek cover, which I'm out in the middle of fucking nowhere. So that's not, that's not really an option here. And so there is something nice about just getting to a point in the woods or whatever, and then all of a sudden you just, you don't hear those noises anymore. And all of a sudden you're hearing, um, you know, it might be waterfalls. It might be, you might be on a, you know, right by a lake and you might hear a boat or some jet skis or something, but then you get deeper in, that's what she said. And then all you hear is your footsteps. It's like you're on the moon. (laughs) Like it's fucking, it's crazy. Like there's, all you hear is your footsteps. Maybe you cross paths with, 
you know, some more hikers and stuff, but it's usually just a quick little head nod and then everyone goes about their merry way. And there is a, uh, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say, I, I kind of want to say the word solace, but I don't know what solace means. I've heard it in a mo- couple movies. <laughs> Let's see. Solace. What does solace mean? Immerse, oh, that's a band. Okay. What does solace mean? To take, to find comfort in. Yeah, solace, dude. Fucking solace. We learned a new word today. Because it's just you out there for the most part. Like, there's people, but not within, you know, a quarter mile of yourself. So I fucking went on this hike, went and saw this badass little waterfall. It was like a five or six mile hike. Um, So I'm all in, dude. I'm fucking ready to go. I'm ready to go full you know, crazy person, I'm trying to, like, go on hiking trips, and, like, do mushrooms, and look at fucking mooses, mooses, meese, multiple moose, I'm trying to, like, I get it, I fucking understand why people, I'm not trying to do the crazy shit, all right, I'm not trying to go on, like, a fucking 60 mile hike in the Alps, you know, in the winter, with, like, a, you know, a wife beater on, like, I'm not, I'm not crazy, but there is something that's cool about nature that just goes like, hey, dude, you just kind of get away from the bullshit, right? You kind of just, you tune out, you don't, hopefully you're hiking in a place where you don't have cell service, so you can just fucking go, you can resist the temptation of pulling your phone out. The only thing you should be pulling your phone out for is if you get lost, or if you want to take some photos, that's pretty much it. I did see a lot of people on the trail. They're on, like, Twitter and shit. And I'm like, what are you even doing here? Like, <laughs> if you want the exercise, just go on a fucking treadmill. Like, if you're trying to do this. Which, at least there's outside. I'll give them that. But still, it's like, get off your phone. You hear people on trails, like, with, like, boom boxes and, like, speakers hanging off of their backpacks. And it just, it just, it humanizes or dehumanizes the whole thing. So it's kind of whack. But Denver, I've never been. I've never been to Denver Never even, I know John Denver. That's pretty much, I know, fucking know that name. That's about it. That's as close as I am with Denver. Um, they also got rocked by my Seahawks this week. And I say rocked loosely. They won by a point. Calm down. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, there's, there's some, I'm some, the point I'm making here, folks, is that I'm excited. I'm excited to try, hopefully... I keep doing this thing because I feel like I needed something else to just, I don't know. We've all been inside for years, this, that, and the other. We got to be out and uh, get scared. Get scared again. We're all too fucking humble. We're all too uh, comfortable sitting inside. We are, if you're not, if you don't get scared at least once a, once a week or once a month, then I don't know. Within reason, don't like go rob a bank and then get scared and they're like well Andrew told me to like no dude go fucking go parasailing go go surfing dude you want to feel fucking humbled go surfing I haven't done it but I know people that do it (laughs) no I actually have tried I tried one time and that's all it took I respected the ocean way too much beforehand and I was humbled and respected it even more when I was done I did like an hour. I was probably out there for like an hour. It wasn't long. But it was enough for me to be like, oh yeah, fuck this. Because the ocean could just grab you and take you. Like if you're not a good swimmer and you don't have a board and like you're out there like body surfing or whatever and something just happens and the current just pulls you out and you don't, like people aren't aware that you're out there, 
you're probably fucked because that's very difficult. You Plus, you panic and you feel like your body's made of cement all of a sudden. I've had that happen. I used to live in a place called Carpinteria, which is like Central Coast out in California. And every summer they put out these planks. I don't know. They're probably, it seems like a mile out, but there's no way it's a mile. It's probably like a few hundred feet, <laughs> but it looks crazy. And it's wild because swimming out there, you're swimming against the current, right? No, you're swimming with the current. So you, you get out there mad quick and like you feel like you have all the energy in the world. And then you get out there and you know you use some flips off of it. You take pictures or whatever people do. And then you decide to come back in because it's getting hot. I say hot loosely, but it's getting warm. You, you want to go back in and you know, hit the beach and drink some beers. So you fucking... You hop off and then you start to swim back and you're like, wow, I am making no progress and I am tired. And then you start to panic and then your feet feel like you're wearing like cement blocks as, you know, as feet. That's what that is. And then you start to panic even more. And then eventually you get to a point where the current kind of breaks and then you get the like where the waves are coming in and then you get good. But for those like few hundred feet that you're just like trying to push through and you're just not, if, if anything, you feel like you're going backwards instead of forwards and you're just... I don't know. I fucking, it's wild. It's wild. It's the same thing with like the, the, like the forest. I feel like if you just went into the forest and you walked like a hundred feet and someone spun you around, you'd be lost. You'd be lost forever. There could be a road within a few hundred feet, but if it's not a popular road and you have no idea what's going on and you get spun around and you have no idea which way is what, you're kind of fucked. You know what I mean? And like there's a, there's a humbling aspect to that that I I I didn't appreciate until I got older so I don't know if that's the drugs I've done or if it's the old like the maturity or if it's what that is but it happened oh dude by the way I heard when I was on a hike on Saturday I was uh I passed this girl and she was with like I think her boyfriend or her brother or something like that friend and she just goes, dude, she straight up, word for word, she goes, God must have been high as fuck when he made this. And I was, I, I was high as fuck. And I was just sitting there and I was like, dude, you're right. And I'm not going to lie, for the next hour and 45 minutes, I was like, dude, yeah, he was high as fuck when he made this. Like, or, I don't necessarily like believe in God, but she made me believe for those six miles. I was like, yeah, dude, he was high as fuck. He was super high. Like, this is, this is remarkable. And I wasn't even hiking in like a crazy spot. You go hike in like Iceland or Australia or, you know, I'm sure Denver is going to be wild. I can't wait to do a podcast after that. I'm probably going to have a fucking, I'm probably going to be, watch I just switch and I'm just like, I'm selling everything. I'm going to go live in the woods. <laughs> just, after like a month of hiking, that's just all of a sudden I drop everything and just go move out there. Um, but... I had a point. I feel like I always say that. You do say it. You do say that a lot. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun trip. I'm flying out. And then we're going to drive back. Because I have some friends that are going to drive there. And drive back. And I can't drive out there with them. So I'm going to fly out. Got, got an Airbnb. It's Denver. So we're going to hit, I don't know a bunch a dozen dispensaries probably drop like three or four hundred dollars on weed and just get wild on fucking denver weed i don't think i've ever had denver weed i'm be curious to see how it compares to california because that california shit is wild 
you get that Humboldt stuff, that stuff that's made in, like, somebody's backyard. It probably has, like, felonies and shit. Yeah. That'll put some hair on your nuts immediately. Are mushrooms legal in Denver? No, I don't think they're legal anywhere. Maybe Oregon, or they're decriminalized. Mushrooms in Denver would be wild. Are mushrooms legal in Denver? I feel like I shouldn't even be Googling this because I feel like it's an automatic no. Ooh, or is it? Hold on. Denver voters decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms in 2019. The initi- this initiative would go further, effectively creating a legal, regulated market across Colorado for psilocybin, the hallucinogenic compounds found in certain strains of mushrooms. If it pa- This is an old article. 2019? Bro, this is old. 2022. Let's do this. News... Here we go. One, two weeks ago, legalizing psychedelic mushrooms is on the Colorado ballot for this fall. So it's not. But the fact that it's on the ballot tells me that you could probably just walk up to like a 7-Eleven and be like, you know where I can get mushrooms? And they're like, yeah, fucking Todd back there has got them. Just, what do you want? Dude, hiking went on mushrooms? I feel like that's a wild experience. I feel like... I feel like it's kind of like one of those things that like, you know how they always say like, try not to fuck when you're on ecstasy because it's like way better than like regular sex. I wonder if that's how hiking is with mushrooms. I feel like hiking with mushrooms would be like, oh, well, this makes this a million times better or like having sex without a condom. Like that's way better. I'm not saying you should do it, but it's pretty fucking awesome. I feel like it's the same thing. I feel like you gotta take. I feel like it'd get wild though. I feel like you gotta like almost like microdose, right? Take like a few. Take like a few. Take like maybe a gram and a half, two grams. You don't want a full eighth because I feel like that. That's when shit gets you know, matrixy real quick. Take like a gram and a half to two, go on like a five mile hike. But even then, like a five mile hike is what like, three hours. What are you going to do with the other four hours of wildness? I feel like by the time you came back from the hike, you would be like peaking. So then what are you going to do? Just fucking sit in your truck bed for the next four hours and stare at the sun? Maybe that's what you do. Have like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas kind of situation. Imagine if mushrooms were federally legal. Wouldn't it be even crazier if mushrooms were federally legal before um, marijuana? That would be crazy. There's no way. There's no fucking way. But I'm just saying. Dude, Colorado fucks, huh? They kind of get it. I mean, there are way less people in California, but they kind of seem to have it somewhat figured out. Wasn't Colorado one of the first... They were, like, one of the first states to legalize weed, right? And then didn't they end up dumping, like, millions of dollars into, like, highways and shit? And all that money came from weed? They, like perfected their infrastructure off of weed money let's look it up i'm pretty sure that that's what that was um so let's go first state to legalize weed in the u i'm pretty sure it was colorado um it says 
California in 1996, but I don't know if that is right. Let's look. There's no way that's right. Maybe it became medicinal in 96. All right, so recreational, 2012. So there was two, Colorado and Washington, which makes sense, right? They were both in 2012. And then Alaska and Oregon got on track. And then you have D.C., which is huge. That's like politiciansville. That became legal seven years ago. Then California, Nevada, Maine, Massachusetts, all were in 2016. 2018 was Michigan. 2019 was Illinois. Montana, Vermont, Arizona, and New Jersey were all 2020. New Mexico, Connecticut, New York, Virginia, they all became recreational during COVID, probably because they needed more fucking money. And then Rhode Island as of this year. Do you think Texas will ever have legal weed? I feel like I feel like they got to be one of the last ones, right? It's like, do I bet it's going to be that or Florida? And I feel like if I had to bet between both of those, I feel like Texas might make it legal before Florida. But I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of like cowboys and shit, they smoke weed. They don't vote for it, but they smoke weed. But... Is it is it gonna get legal out here? Let's look. Is it even is it even being questioned? Is uh, let's see here legalization of weed in Texas. In 2019, Texas legalized hemp, but not marijuana. A new law led to confusion about which marijuana products are legal in Texas. Meanwhile, supporting for legalizing the drug remains high in polling. And other cannabis-derived products like Delta 8 have emerged. Yeah, because you can go get Delta 8. Like, that's what I smoke because I'm not trying to go fucking Texas, you know, prison. It ain't worth it. It's fucking, it's too hot out here. I'm not trying to deal with that. They don't have, a, if they had AC in the cells, maybe. Maybe I would. But they don't. I fucking know for a fact they don't. So it's not worth it. But this fucking Delta 8 shit is pretty close. But it comes from hemp, but it's not fully formed marijuana. Therefore, it's like a loophole. That's my understanding of it. Because you can just walk in and buy, like, flour. They got vaporizers. They got fucking edibles. And, like, I'll take a 20 milligram edible of Delta A. And, like, it feels feels pretty good. I'm chilling. Like, and it's cheap. It's cheap and it's fucking legal. But I'm about a, two months into living here. And I'm ready for real weed. So I understand that it's probably going to be years before that happens out here where it's legit weed. But they just need to fucking figure it out. They need to just tax me fucking 50%. And I'll buy it. I'll be like, how much is an eighth? Oh, $80. That's terrible prices, but it's better than this other shit. And I would do it. Especially if they made it decent. We don't have to smoke, you know, an eighth of a fucking ounce every day just to feel something <laughs> because you're used to California weed where you have like one bong rip and you're fucking, you know, living life, watching Handmaid's Tale. Bro, Handmaid's Tale came back, huh? I had no idea. I, they kind of just slipped, slipped that bitch right under, right under the wire. I had no idea 
that they were even doing a season five. I think maybe during COVID they had like a announcement, but COVID feels like 60 years ago. I think I'm 89 years old right now. So I forgot. It looks like it's been on the ballot every year since 2015 out here, which tells me that people want it, but the wrong people are in office when it comes to weed. So we are where we are. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting from this. Um yeah, dude, I really want to talk about sports cuz there's a lot going on. So let's do dicks of the past and then we will talk about sports and I have a great album of the week. So yeah, let's get into it. Dicks of the past. Time machine function 3 2 one. This is Dicks of the Past. Okie dokie, September 16th, 1997. Okay. Uh, people in the U.S. were listening to Honey by Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's been pretty much relevant for 35, 40 years. She went from being really hot and talented to hot, talented, and now owns Christmas. That's basically what, when you think of Mariah Carey, you think Christmas. That's just what that is. I wouldn't even argue that there's a demographic out there, like probably that, like, the same demographic would be that I'm in. That when you say the word Christmas or Mariah Carey, you think of Christmas or Mariah Carey. So if I'm like word association, like if we were playing like Pyramid or some shit, and they were like Mariah Carey, like Christmas or kids or whatever, hot, talented. But it would usually be Christmas. And then if you say Christmas music, you're going to go Mariah Carey. And then if that's wrong, you're going to go Harry Connick Jr. And then that's pretty much what you got. So good for her. Um, dude, how much has Mariah Carey made just off of Christmas music? Should we look that up? How much has Mariah Carey earned from Christmas music? I'm going to guess, I don't know, $70 billion? <laughs> Let's look. Um, this is a 2021 article. Oh, how much does she make every Christmas? Ooh, that's even better. I don't know if this is real, but... Oh, subscribe. Fuck you and your mouth. I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, so they have an algorithm that basically says Spotify estimated pay rate of 0.0037 cents. So not 37 cents. It would be like 30, whatever that is. Mariah Carey would earn, that's per stream, right? She would earn $262,700 just from Spotify per year. And that's just during, that's just off of Christmas music. And then Apple Music apparently is 1.01 cent per stream, which would mean that she would have earned $710,000. So she's basically making a million dollar. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's taxes and there's agent. There's, I don't think she's just liquidating a million dollars fuck i don't know maybe she is maybe they just write her a check and like here you go mariah here's two hundred and sixty three thousand dollars 
Like, thanks, it's only November. Yeah, I know. This is a 2017 report from The Economist estimates that the song All I Want for Christmas is You earned Mariah Carey $60 million between the years of 1994 and 2016. So not even 20 years. Yeah, it's 18 years, right? No, it's... Yeah. Which is an average of $2.6 million per year, not counting UK royal... So that's just in the US. Or maybe that's just not counting the UK. Maybe that's everywhere else. Regardless, that's crazy, dude. $60 million off of one song... That's fucking nuts. $60 million. Imagine getting paid $60 million for, for one thing. That one thing is great, but it's still one thing. Yeah, there's months and months of prep and, you know, there's a bunch of people involved and all that shit. But it's still, it's one thing. One thing and you make $60 million off of one thing. That is pretty dope. <laughs> it's wild. It's super wild. But according to this website, that's what happened. So anyways, Mariah Carey, good for you. Um, Men in Black by Will Smith was one of the top five hits. Was that 97 when that song came out? Or is that when the movie came out? Because it sounds like that's this is by Will Smith. So it's got to be the song, right? Men in Black song. I bought this soundtrack um when it came out and i think i only listened no you know what i bought big willie style that's what it was the blue the blue album or whatever you want to call it that's like what will smith like you know how like jay-z has the black album will smith has the blue album and it has men in black on it that's basically yeah, 97. Dude, I remember. My, I think my mom bought me this from, not Circuit City, Warehouse. There used to be a place called Warehouse back where I used to live in Lancaster. And it was off of, oh God, what street was it? It doesn't matter. But yeah, she bought me this. What else was on this album? I know for a fact it had like getting jiggy with it and all that. Like Miami. Just the two of us. Low key, this had some bangers on it. People were shitting on it at first. But you look back and I feel like I feel like if I listened to this album, I'd feel like a I'd feel like I was eight years old again immediately. Um yeah, I'll take it. So far we're two for two, guys. Um uh, Six Ways to Sunday, directed by Adam Bernstein, was one of the most viewed movies in 1997. I did not, I don't even know what this is. Six Ways to Sunday, isn't that like what they say? Like, oh, that girl's fucked Six Ways to Sunday, or whatever. Norman Reedus was in it, huh? Adrian Brody, word? Have I really not seen this movie? 1997 American Crime Drama. I have not seen this. Is it good? I'm asking you, like you're going to be able to reply. Isn't six ways to Sunday mean like six ways to Sunday? 
The idiom, six ways to Sunday, means in every way possible, having done something completely, having addressed every alternative. Six ways from, oh, it's six ways from Sunday. Seems to have its origins in the middle 18th century with phrases Sunday with Sunday, huh? Well, I'm just wrong. I'm just fucking wrong, dude. Thought it was six ways to Sunday. It's six ways from Sunday, but this guy's fucking movie was called Six Ways to Sunday. So I don't know. Which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is what. If you're, but I do know if you were playing video games, you were playing a game called Air Cars, which makes no fucking sense. But I don't think a lot of things made sense in 1997. Air Cars, it looks like was a shooter video game. Um. It was one of the last licensed releases for, what would this have been? Atari? Yeah. No, 97 would have been like maybe Super Nintendo. No, that's like when Super Nintendo came out. What system was this on? Um, um, I thought it, was, it looks like Atari. But it doesn't say Atari anywhere. We're going to go with Atari. Very confusing dicks of the past this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B for Men in Black. Black. Men in Black. Word association. Um, moving on to sports. NBA, there's not anything to talk about. When does the season start? I feel like we're getting close. NBA season tip off October 19th so we got almost exactly a month away until basketball starts Storts. I said storts so I'm gonna drink this Jack and Coke and open this beer let's kill it real quick and then we'll talk about sports okay alright there's that put this down on there I am drinking a hazy IPA, shocker, from Stone. And I think Stone's in San Diego. San Diego. San Diego, of course, meaning a whale's vagina. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Stone is from, well, it says Escondido, but that's, you know, same thing. If you haven't been to Stone Brewery in Escondido, I highly recommend going. It's one of the fucking, everything is made of stone inside and out. It's beautiful. Uh, the food is very good. I went there for a bachelor party probably 10 years ago, and it was an absolute blast. Um, they have a whole separate room off to the left when you walk in, or it's like kind of straight left. Um and everything is, like, it kind of feels like you're in, like, Mammoth, almost, or, like, Lake Tahoe. It has that kind of vibe to it, where it's, like, stone and, like, big wood columns. And everything is just kind of, like, bold and in your face. They have a great merch area. Um, I feel like I'm spo being sponsored by Stone right now. But this is, um, I'm assuming, a very good beer. 6.7%. Okay. Uh, it's a hazy, like I said, stone. And uh, let's try it out. Okay. Um, that's very good. That might be, this might have to go in the rotation 
This is very good. It's six and a half percent, right? Six point seven. Uh, they were cheap too. I mean, cheap for hazies. I think I got a six pack for. I think it was like nine bucks, ten bucks. So like a dollar, what dollar twenty a beer, something like that. Quick math. Or two dollars, yeah. Regardless, let's talk about sports. Um, boxing, we got Canelo and Triple G. This is their third fight, I believe. Um, the fight's probably going to cost a million dollars to watch, I would assume. Let's see. Canelo versus Triple G. Uh, um, Face-offs. Yeah, I mean, do we really need... I mean, I guess they just need to get money, right? I feel like I feel like Canelo's gonna win this fight, but like who won the first? Let's go back because I forget and I'm fucking dumb. So who won the first? Um, this is number two though. I want number one. You fuck. Let's see here. Triple G and Canelo won. Yeah, so number one was Canelo. And then number two. I don't. I remember watching number two because I was in Santa Barbara. I remember watching this at Sharky's on State Street. And I was very fucking drunk. And I feel like Canelo won that one too. So did he win one and two? So then why the fuck are they doing a third fight? I mean, except for money. Let me see here. I don't really follow boxing as much as I should. And Canelo, I feel like, is one of the best fighters of all time. So I feel like I'm watching greatness and I'm not really... So Triple G won the first one. It looks like. Or a draw, I guess. Then Canelo won... The second one, and then so they're fighting three. Yeah. I don't know. I'll watch it. I mean, what time? Yeah, what time is it on? Because there's also good UFC fights on. Dude, I think a lot of fights got canceled today, right? For the for the UFC card. I think it's like three or four fights. Like I know the Giga Chikatsu fight and Sadiq Yusuf fight. I know their fight got canceled, so that's one. I think the Aspen Lad fight got canceled because she didn't make weight. And I think there's another fight that got canceled... It's not loading. I don't know. My fucking internet. Internet. But if I can remember who's on this card, because the fucking thing isn't loading. I think this is the Song Yudong fight. So it's Song Yudong and Corey Sandhagen. I think. Because then next week is the Mackenzie Dern fight, I believe. Or maybe it's the week after. Damn, I think I'm going to miss the Mackenzie Dern fight. 
Mackenzie Dern's fighting, Cody Garbrandt's fighting, Randy Brown's fighting, Tabitha Ricci's fighting. Damn. Dude, we have so many good fights. I know I say that every week. I just go down the fucking rabbit hole of... Dude, UFC 280 is going to be fucking nuts. You got Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley fighting. And then you have, who is also at bantamweight, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw for the co-main. So they're going to beat the fuck out of each other for potentially five rounds. I don't... I want it to go five rounds because I want to see Aljamain get, like... um, What's the word? Um, Like... I, I'm curious to see what he looks like when he goes into the fourth and fifth round. Same with TJ, though. And because they're bantamweight, weight, they're probably just going to beat the fuck out of each other. It's going to be wild. And then after we calm down from that, we have to fucking get our dicks hard for Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira for basically the number one contender. And then what happens after that? Does Volkanovski go, hey, motherfuckers, I'm fighting at 155. And whoever who, you know, I'll fight either Charles or Islam. And the winner gets the belt. And then he's just a double champ and just murders everybody for the next two to three years. That would be cool. I'd be cool with that. Dude, imagine. Dude, dude, imagine this. This is a fucking long shot. So you have a couple different scenarios, right? I understand I do this every week, but I I think I think UFC at this point is my favorite sport. It used to be basketball, and I still love basketball. I love my Lakers. I love the Seahawks. We're going to fucking talk about my Seahawks here in just a minute. But for right now, we're talking about UFC. I think UFC might be the most invested sport that I have I have consistently been in since I was 16 years old. So damn near 20 years I've been watching it. I can't retain a lot of the information because there's just so much going on. But I fucking love it. It's amazing. So check this out. Charles Oliveira, Islam Makachev, whoever who wins that. There's two ways of looking at this. If you want to get the fucking big bucks, you're going to get Conor McGregor out of retirement, I say with air quotes. And they're going to fight at 155. And the loser makes, I don't know, fucking $10 million or whatever the fuck it is. Connor will make, you know, 40, and then he'll be chilling. But, not that he's not chilling already, but he definitely wants, it sounds like he wants to make a statement at 55. I wanted him to see, I wanted him to fight Michael Chandler at 170, because I think that would have been fucking nuts. I think that would have been the fight that would have paid Michael Chandler for the rest of his life, potentially, and it would have been awesome to see Michael Chandler at 170, to see how, you know, crisp his shots are and how agile he is at ooh, at 55. It would be interesting to see him fight that way at 170. And it would be, now that like 170 kind of broke free with the whole like Leon Edwards thing, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's some other shit going on. So that, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it would be the winner of this fight fights Alexander Volkanovsky at 155, pretty much same argument for Volkanovski as I do for Michael Chandler. Seeing if Volkanovski can throw those legs, hit those leg kicks, you know, shoot, get crazy at 155 versus 145, I feel like he would still be fine because I feel like 
I feel like Volk probably walks around at like 155, 160, and then drops down and still looks just gets fucking shredded as shit. I feel like that's kind of the same thing. Um, so either way you slice it, I feel like if those are the only two scenarios, we're going to have a great card for these these two divisions in the next three months, four months, which lines up with my theory with the whole, I think I talked about it last week or the week before, as far as having um, Conor McGregor fight in Ireland on St. Paddy's Day weekend against the winner of Islam and Charles. And then you throw like Patty on that fight, or not Patty? You throw um um oh who's the fucking dude like uh Ian um oh god I'm looking like a total cunt right now. Let's see UFC. Oh my god I can't spell. Am I really drunk off of one Jack and Coke? Have I eaten today? I've been trying to eat good lately. Eat well. Have I been trying to eat good? It's been fucking eight weeks in Texas, and I'm already speaking like it. I'm trying to eat good. I'm trying to eat well, eat better, and I'm trying to cut out uh, as much bread as possible. Although last night, I fucking murdered Little Caesars, because that's just what you do, because it was football. Um, uh, but I feel like that is part of the reason why I'm a little fucking drunk right now. Let's go here. Irish Fighters UFC... Oh, I feel like such a cunt right now. I know exactly. I know exactly what he looks like. I want to say it's Ian Gary, but I feel like I'm wrong. Let's just look it up. Ian Gary. It was Ian Gary. See? Yeah, put Ian Gary on that fucking fight. See, kids, if you're if you're listening to this and you have one thing that I can give you is trust your gut. I was gonna say Ian Gary from the beginning, and then I was fucking I I I I got caught up between my dick. What? That makes no sense. But yeah, imagine you put Ian Gary as a co-main. Who the fuck would he fight? He's at one seventy, right? I'm pretty sure. And what's what's what is Ian Gary ranked? Are we just gonna predict what the March uh, mid March card is gonna look like? Let's go here. Oh, I don't want to do that, you motherfucker. UFC rankings. Dude, this beer fucking rips, huh? Hazies. Yeah, Ian Gary's not ranked. So... But let's say he fights like... Neil Magny or... I don't think he fights anyone in top 10. I was going to say Jorge, but I feel like Jorge and Colby are going to end up fighting. Dude, Colby versus Leon would be wild. Colby versus Hamzat would be wild. I feel like Colby and Hamzat makes the most sense. They would both get fucking paid off of it. Because if you look at it, Colby makes a lot of his money. I mean, he's very talented, but outside of the talent, he's very good at selling fights. He wears the, you know, MAGA hat, and he does all this crazy shit, 
And I feel like they would just lean into it, especially if you're fighting somebody from Chechnya, like politically, there's so much like if they want to go like full WWE and just fucking sell the shit out of this card. I feel like Colby could come out and just say like the most off color shit against Hamzat and it would just spike every pay-per-view record. It would just murder everything. It would just get the most publicity, the most attention. He would sell the fight with like the most borderline racist shit <laughs> and, and people would buy it. And then Colby could, could win. He could win that fight. Hamzat is bigger, right? But I feel like that would be the best fight for Hamza at this point. Because he's not going to fight. He's not going to fight Leon. Because I feel like Leon's going to end up fighting Kamaru Usman. And I feel like I feel like that's going to happen at Wembley, right? So that's probably going to happen February, March. Something like that. Maybe a little earlier. And then you got Colby. Dude, okay, here's here's fucking here's what here's what here's what you do. Alright, you put Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman, right? You put him at Wembley. You go co main event, Colby Covington and Hamzat Chemaev, okay? Already right there. Absolute banger. You throw Patty Pimblet on there. You open the card up with Patty just to draw the viewers in. And then you have a few really good stack, like really good, you know, fights after that. And then the co-main kicks off with Colby and Hamzat Chemaev. And then you have for five rounds. And then you have Leon and Kamaru fight for the third time on home, you know, home home court advantage for Leon at Wembley Stadium in front of. 80,000 people or whatever the fuck that is, that'll sell out real quick. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like that's the move. I feel like that's the move. Cuz you got yeah, Michael Chandler fighting um who the fuck is Michael Chandler fighting? Oh, Dustin Poirier. He's fighting Dustin Poirier. And then the winner of that, they think, is going to fight the winner of the Charles Islam fight. Which makes sense. But if Conor McGregor is like, yeah, I'm just going to fight at 155, then Conor is going to get that, probably. And the winner of that would fight the winner of Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, which is insane. I feel like Conor shouldn't get the shot. But Conor's the fucking Floyd Mayweather of the UFC. Like, he's going to, he's going to draw people in. He's going to make the numbers. He he's gonna get the attention, rightfully so. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have fucking no idea. I just went on a giant like thirty minute rant about UFC potential fights, but we'll see if I'm right. I mean, what the fuck's gonna happen at light heavyweight? Is Jerry gonna fight Glover again? I thought they were gonna fight again. Yeah, I feel like something needs to happen at light heavyweight. And then John Jones, I feel like, needs... I feel like we're going to get a giant hammer dropped on us for for John Jones. I feel like Francis probably... I mean, I would like to see him stay with the UFC, but I understand why he wouldn't want to. It's because apparently they're not getting paid. 
That's just hearsay from, you know, Instagram accounts that I follow. <laughs> but that seems to be a common theme. And then you go, so let's say Francis says, fuck you, and doesn't do it. Then you relinquish the heavyweight belt. You have Stipe and John Jones fight for the belt. But I read somewhere that John, that Stipe may or may not be like recovering from a little injury, so he's probably out till like January, February, which is fine. That could be the the February card. When is New Year's? New Year's twenty twenty three. What day does that fall on? Does it fall on a Saturday? Oh my fucking god, it does, dude. Okay, here's what you do. If I'm Dana White and every all the stars align, you go John Jones, Stipe Miocic, fucking New Year's Day, Madison Square Garden, fucking USA. You got Ohio, we're fucking, it's going to get wild. Or you do it in Cleveland, do it in Cleveland. That would be fucking crazy. New Year's Day, everyone's hungover. Like, well, I guess I'm just going to order Little Caesars and watch the John Jones at heavyweight fight that we haven't seen before. We've been seeing John Jones bulk up for 18 months, two years, whatever it's been. And he's done it, it looks like beautifully. The guy looks scary. He fucking looks like his brothers. He looks like an NFL player. But then you add the fact that he's John Jones and he will fucking murder you with his bare hands. And an elite level grappler and will fuck you up on the ground. You put him against Stipe, one of the best, if not the best heavyweight of all time, in New York City. That's the move I'm making. I would even throw like a Valentina Shevchenko fight on like as the co-main. Have her drop down and fight Carla Esparza or Amanda Nunez. Dude. Here's what you do. Amanda Nunez, Valentina Shevchenko, rematch, co-main event, Madison Square Garden, New Year's Day. Then you have the main event. You got Stipe and John Jones at heavyweight. The first time we've ever seen John Jones since he fought, I think since he fought Dominic Reyes, right? Am I wrong? John, I have to look. I feel like that was the last time he fought, right? Am I wrong? I might be wrong. I think I'm wrong. No, I'm right. That was 2020. February 8th, 2020. So it'll be almost three full years, potentially, since we've seen John Jones fight. And he's jumped up to heavyweight and looks like a fucking brick shit house. That's the move. That's the fucking move, dude. I'm calling it right here. Okay, enough UFC talk. Moving on to NFL. I'll burn through this real quick. I mentioned my Seahawks. I have to piss so bad, but we're going to get through it without without any edits. Um, Seahawks, week one against the Broncos. Uh, great game. Fucking, I don't think a lot of people had the Seahawks winning that. Um, I had to because I'm a fan and you can't. You, you just got to assume they're always going to win. Or not assume, but you have to hope. You have to be hopeful. That's what being a fan is all about. Geno Smith, what a fucking game. 
Um, he did miss a wide open touchdown to Travis Homer. I think it was the third or fourth quarter. Um, they ended up having to convert. It was a whole thing, but they ended up getting the W in spectacular fashion at home against Russell Wilson with Pete Carroll, who's like fucking 71 years old now, and he looks like he's fucking 60. Um, and then he talked his shit after with the whole like, I ain't right back though, or fucking whatever the fuck. I don't know. I already bought that shirt, by the way. I'm a fucking Geno fan. Let's fuck. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fucking do it. I'm on the Geno train after one game and one game only. I don't even care if the Seahawks go 1-17 or 1-16 after this. They could lose every fucking game for the rest of the year, and I'm still st- I'm still fucking riding. I'm still stoked because people did not think that was going to be the case. DJ Dallas had a great game on special teams. Had a great few. St- he had like I think he had like two or three great stops after the kickoffs. Um, we had the gods in our favor. We were at home. We got every call on Monday, every PI call that you could think of. The twelves were loud. They were getting the false starts. They were getting the delay of games. They were getting. To be honest, the Seahawks probably should have won by at least a touchdown with how many yards the Denver Broncos gave up. I think they gave up over a hundred yards. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Es or uh, Denver Broncos. Oh wow, Broncos versus Seahawks stat. Russ threw for like three hundred and forty yards and still lost. Gino threw for like I think one ninety five or two hundred yards. Uh, had a couple touchdowns. Um, DK Metcalf had a fucking a fumble which could have ended up terribly, but our defense came up tough. Two uh, red zone fumbles in the goal line, which is huge. Um, What was I just looking up? I was looking up um, how many penalties the... Let me see here. How the fuck... Here we go. Team stats. Penalty, 106 yards. Yeah, see? So the Broncos gave up 106 yards, 12 penalties on the game, on the entire game. We had five out of 77. So not great, but not terrible. They had literally double or more uh, penalties than we did, and we only won by one. So what's that got to say? Offensive line, we have a fucking offensive line now, which is it's only one game. So I'm not, not going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl or anything crazy. But the offensive line looked fantastic. If we had this offensive line when Russ was there, I feel like we would have won probably 12 or 13 games at least. But that's not the case. We got Geno. We got Drew Locke. I feel like we need to ride the G- the fucking Geno train till the wheels come off. This motherfucker is out here you know, talking his shit, talk, living his life. Everyone's all about it. I'm on board. Everyone's on board. Let's fucking go. They got the Niners this week. Um which I'm a little nervous about but because they have a better defense than the Broncos did. But um, if our defense shows up and they fuck up the, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, George Kittle's playing this year or this year, this week, which sucks because I have him in fantasy and I've had to bench him the last two weeks, which is a bummer. But um, I had to bench him with Mark Andrews, which fucking boo-hoo. Like Mark Andrews is going to be one of the best tight ends of all time, I would say. Um, that being said, yeah, let's go through the games real quick for this weekend. I have to piss so bad. Okay, 
So we had the Chargers and the Chiefs last night. That was a great game. I had Gerald Everett playing on my fantasy league. Got me like 13 points. No big deal. He was all, I fucking cut him off the waivers. Um, then we got... I'm just going to go through real quick and do, do my picks. And then we'll do album of the week. And then I'm going to go piss for like 30 minutes straight. So uh, we got the New York Jets at Cleveland. I'm going to go Cleveland wins by 14. We got the Washington Commanders, which still feels weird to say, against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say Washington wins by seven. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. If I was a betting man, I would say Tampa Bay is going to win, but New Orleans has had Tampa Bay's number for the last couple years, I would say, especially at the crib. So I'm going to say New Orleans by three. I'm going to go Carolina against the Jets at home. I'm going to go the... Ooh... We got the Patriots at Pittsburgh. It's not that cold in Pittsburgh yet. So I'm going to go... Fuck. I'm going to go the Patriots against Pittsburgh. I'm going to say Pittsburgh is going to get their first loss at home this year. I'm going to say the Colts are going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I'm going to say... Ooh, Miami and Baltimore could actually be a very good game too. It's been playing his dick off lately. And I got Tua in one league. And I got Jalen Waddle in one league. So... I want them. I want Miami to fucking blow up, but I want Baltimore to win because one of my best friends is a Ravens fan. So I'm, I'm, I have to go Ravens on this one just out of um, being a you know a good friend. So I'm going to go Ravens by three on that. Uh, I've got Atlanta at LA against the Rams. I'm going to go. The Rams are probably going to come back swinging dick after their first loss against um, the Chiefs. So I'm going to, or against the Chiefs, against the Bills. So I'm going to say the Rams are going to win by like 14. We got Seattle in San Francisco. Um, I'm going to go Seattle by seven. And then we got Cincinnati at Dallas. I'm going to say Cincinnati's probably going to squeak away with that just because they don't have Dak Prescott over in Dallas. Um, And I feel like Joe Burrow, after throwing three or four picks last week, I feel like he's going to come back and... Hopefully throw to T. Higgins, because I have T. Higgins and Joey Burrow in one of my leagues paired up. So I'm going to go Cincinnati by 14 on that. And then we got Houston against Denver. Similar scenario to the Cowboys. Um, I'm going to say Denver comes back and they win by 14. Actually, no, I'm going to say Denver is going to win by 10. And then we got Arizona at Las Vegas. This is going to be a great game. Um, I'm going to say... I'm not, I'm not sold on Derek Carr, so I'm going to go Arizona by seven on this. Um, I like Devontae Adams. I like pretty much everybody but Derek Carr. On Not that I have anything against Derek Carr. I'm just, it's too early. It's too early in the year to be like, oh, Derek Carr is this or that and the other. Like I think Devontae is going to help him out a lot, but I think Devontae would help out any quarterback at this point. I feel like he's... He's like a Tyreek Hill or somebody like that that's just going to automatically elevate his quarterback and give him tons of confidence. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Derek Carr. And then for the night game, we got Chicago at Green Bay. I'm going to say Green Bay is going to come and fucking fuck this fucking <laughs> the Bears up by 14 points. I know everyone's getting you know hard and everything over the Chicago win last week against the 49ers, but what they don't realize is that they were playing in a monsoon and that. Um, they had to run the ball pretty much every play because it was pouring dicks outside. So assuming the weather condition is going to be decent at Lambeau, I'm going to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back um, with a vengeance and throw some fucking deep, deep, deep balls, giggity, and get the victory over Chicago. I'm going to say they're going to win by 10. 
Then we got a doubleheader on Monday Night Football, September 19th. We got Nashville Tennessee Titans against the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be a fucking fantastic game. I have no idea who's going to win. Selfishly speaking, because I have Derrick Henry, I want the Titans to win. And my cousin is a big Titans fan. I like Buffalo a lot. I'm on the Buffalo train, but I have to go with the Titans. I'm going to say Titans win by seven. I'm going to say Derrick Henry has a two-touchdown, 100-yard game. Um, I'm going to say Josh Allen's still going to blow up. I don't think there's, I don't think that's going away anytime soon, but I do think that the, the, uh, the Tennessee Titans win in prime time on Monday. Then we got, for the second game, with the Minnesota Vikings against the Eagles, potentially one of the most blowout games, I'm assuming, on ABC, and I would assume that the Minnesota Vikings are going to win probably by 14 or maybe 17 points. I'm going to say that Justin Jefferson um, probably has a touchdown. Obviously, you got to go. Um, I want Adam Thielen, you know, to get a few touchdowns. Um, I'm 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 a big fan. I'm I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but the Vikings are fun to watch. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty 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 fucking good so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens that is it for sports i believe um album of the week i went with the black crown from a band called suicide silence came out in the year 2012 one of my favorite heavy metal albums of all time especially when it comes to like newer heavy metal, um, I remember when um, the singer for Suicide Silence passed away. I was in my garage in my childhood home, and I was a pretty big Suicide Silence fan. When I got the news, I was pretty bummed out about it, but um, doesn't defeat the purpose that defeat the purpose. It doesn't go away from the fact that this is a fucking great album. They went on, and they got a different singer, I believe. And I kind of haven't listened to them because I was a big fan of, I think it was Mitch. I think that was his name. Um, Suicide Silence. I'm pretty sure it was Mitch. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Mitch Looker. Yeah. That was a bummer. When was that? That was like right after this album came out. Yeah. 2012. Oof. That was a bummer. Um, anyways. So yeah. Check them out. If you like death metal. If you don't, then fucking move along, dude. Um, but that is it. I'm going to fucking piss out of my ears if I don't go to the bathroom right now. So, um, luckily enough for you guys, we are done. This might be one of the longest podcasts we've done hour and almost 11 minutes. So with that being said, you guys be safe. You guys be good humans. And I will talk to you sluts next week. Later. (laughs) Later.